our Father who loves his children so much that he made a way for us to be with him forever and ever. Father, you, you didn't want a place for eternity with emptiness. You want all your kids with you. That's who you are. You're our healer, our redeemer. You make a way for us. You're our provider, our teacher. And you comfort us like no one else can. You guide us like no one else can. You care for us and you love us like no one else can. And you're there for us like no one else can. Father, this morning, as we lift our worship unto you as our offering, please accept it. Please accept our love. And may everything that we, we sing up to you and give unto you honor and glorify you. Even during our times of, of tithes tithe and offering, Lord, it's our worship to you. Because we love you. We walk in obedience with you. We give not out of obligation, but because we want to. We want to love you back. We want to give back. And we thank you for accepting what little we give for the abundance that you give to us. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. During this time of tithes and offerings, for those of you who are online, there are different ways to give. We can be creative. You can mail it in or you can text it. You can go on the app. For those of you in person, you can also still give on the app if you want to use the app that way. Or we have our tithes and offering um, boxes on the back wall. As you're exiting, you can drop it in there as well. We just wanted to partner with you guys as much as possible because we don't pass out the buckets anymore. Trying to be contactless. It's weird, yeah, when we say that, but, you know, we can still give unto the Lord with grateful hearts. And, you know, if this is your first time here or first time watching online, don't feel, like, obligated to give. Receive this, this service as, you know, as a gift, okay? But for those of us who call this church our home church, we continue to partner with him in what he's doing to reach those around us, all around the world, especially online. So thank you guys. You guys can be seated at this time. And you know, when we say, oh, good morning, I'm so glad to see you. And you know, we walk around and we're like, hey, good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. We really mean it more than ever. Because last season when, when COVID hit, remember when the, the church actually had, we had to shut our doors. We had to actually shut the gates. And it was really difficult because all these chairs were empty. You know, we still, we had, thank the Lord, you know. We still were able to do church online, but it was a handful of us in here still trying to make service run the best that we could. We didn't even have camera people. I, I remember doing worship, and it was only like, the three of us, yeah, Jamie, me, you, and Ben, and Pastor Ben, and we couldn't move because there's no camera people to follow us. We had to stay real still. And after I was done with worship, I'd run, and I'd try and run camera. It was just crazy. It was a crazy time. But the, the craziest part was that the chairs, you guys weren't here. Our, our family. And it was really difficult because as a church family, you know, we're a community. We're, we're made to... 
have relationships with each other, even if it's a good morning, hi, just to make that eye contact, just to wave, you know, it meant something. And so this morning, we're going to be talking about that. In fact, we have a video that we want you guys to watch. So let's take a look. That dot is your life here on this earth. So if you ever lose hope because of the way things are going on this tiny little dot, what we know is earth. Let's put our hope in the eternal God whose lifeline is eternity. That's what we focus on. We focus on that which is eternal and he who is eternal. That's what we put our hope into. one thing we we recognize in our church is there has to be something more than just gathering together and meeting together that there's a there's like a, a thread that is weaved through everything that we do whether it's ministry home life work life because we're more than just doers we don't just do stuff we we connect with people I think one of the hardest things that hit us during COVID was not being around people, right? I mean, you, you see you see your friends, you see people that uh, at work or at school for the students. And then once COVID hits, then we have to think in another way of how do we stay connected to people? And online services, that's great. And we'll still do that but something changes when you're connecting with people. And we still wanna be safe, but when you come together or are around other people, it, it changes everything. You know when you're, I was talking to um, Erica, <laughs> there was one day she, as she's talking, because she's, she's at home with her, you know, her, her children, um, as she's talking, she says to herself, I'm so sorry I'm talking so much, but I just had to be around, once I'm around people, like, I just gotta talk. It's like, now I'm around people, we can talk back. And, but what I gathered from that was relationship. There's a relationship that takes place and there's a connection that takes place between people in the same space. And so it is with us as believers, the, the one thing that Jesus brought to us was the understanding that we could have a relationship with God and one another, even though we may have differences. So the reason why we do what we do is not just to be a church, but it's to be the church. It's not to go to church, it's to be the church. And so whatever it looks like as, as we regather and as we do what we do, the, the one thing that we want to make sure of is that we are focused heavily on our, on our relationship with God and our relationship with people. And it's in that relationship with God and with people that we just so happen to do stuff. Whether it's playing an instrument, cleaning up, 
uh, whether it's being there with our children, whether it's being with people on a trip, going somewhere, vacationing, being in a car with people, talking story, whether it's helping each other clean up or carry things. Church is more than just gathering together. Church is all about relationships. That's why we say here at our church that we reach people far from God one relationship at a time. It is only through relationships that we can see the hand of God and how He designed us. Doing things here on this earth, temporary. But doing things together in relationship, that is eternal. And you know that's the, that's the truth, that relationships are eternal. That's why I love the fact that here at our church, it's our heart here is to reach the loss of one relationship at a time. Now, today we're starting a brand new series called Community, and what I love is that the dictionary actually defines community as a unified body of individuals. And thanks to technology and social media, we've witnessed the capabilities of community go beyond our local areas and expand worldwide. I remember when I was a kid, I, I used to own a, a Super Nintendo. And so if you, if you play video games, most consoles back in the day, you could only play with another person in the same house, right next to each other. But then when you got into high school, they came up with other different uh, video game consoles. And my favorite was the Xbox. And the Xbox, you could actually play up to four people together playing the same game. And so I remember years ago, my friend, uh, we were all playing this one video game, and you could actually play up to 16 people. And so uh, we went to his house, and there was like 16 of us. Everybody, uh, four people brought their Xboxes, and so we actually hooked it up in four different rooms of the house. And we started playing the same video game, and we're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, we put it on projectors, and we're playing it, and we're like, oh, this is, this is a lot of action, and this is a lot of fun. And, then, and now, 16 is, like, small, because thanks to technology, you can play with people all over the world. Like, you can play with thousands, millions from not just here, but all over the world in far-off countries. And, you know, what's interesting is that communities are for far more than just playing video games or posting on social media or sharing TikTok videos. Community is based on the identity of who God is. God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit all exist as a community living in relationship together. You see, God made us to be relational beings to be in relationship with him and to be in relationship with others. And we see this in Genesis. God creates life. God creates Adam to be in relationship with him. And then God creates Eve to be in relationship with Adam because, and no, it's not because Adam wasn't good enough, okay? It's because the truth is, the Bible says, that the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. That's what it says in Genesis 2.18. God says, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. 
See, community is God's idea to bring billions of people together in relationship with him and each other. That's the heartbeat of the church. That's the heart of our church, to love God and love people and reach those far from him one relationship at a time. And in this critical moment in our society, community is crucial to, the way, to our way of life. We can't operate just as individuals. We can't live life on our own because we weren't designed to be lone rangers. I mean, think about it. Even the lone ranger had Tonto. We weren't created to be alone. And whether it's live or online, whether it's local or worldwide, you and I are called to be part of community because community is God's idea. And today we're going to discover the purpose of being a community and the blessings that come with it. Psalms 133 verse 1 says it like this, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And so if you're taking notes, the first thing that we discover as being part of God's community and the idea of, of God's idea of community is this, that we would connect with each other. That we would connect with each other. Matthew 18, 20, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, for two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. You see, community starts with connection. The beauty of how God designed us to be is that although we're all different from each other, we're all meant to connect with each other. Now, if you look around this place, look, there's all different kind of people. There's nobody here that looks like you. Even if you're online, the only place that you're going to find someone that looks like you is a mirror. It's the only place. There's nobody, even if you're a twin, they might look kind of like you, but they're not you. We're all different. You might be here with your spouse. You're different from each other. But we're all meant to connect together. It's kind of, kind of like a puzzle. Did you ever realize that a puzzle never comes with just one piece? Like when you go to the store, if you have kids and you, you go to the store, you don't go to a store and pick up a puzzle that consists of one piece. There's no store that just says, hey, open the box and this is what you get. If you do that, go back to the store and ask for your money back because this isn't a puzzle. This is just a piece. You see, the thing is, although each and every puzzle piece looks different and is cut different, some maybe look a little similar, they're all needed to make one picture. Because when you put the picture together, or when you put the, all the puzzle pieces together, you see the final picture. Now imagine this. Imagine, some, you know, as many of you know, there's many different num uh, types of puzzles. There's puzzles that have like 12 pieces like that one for little kids. And then there's elaborate puzzles that have like thousands and thousands of, of puzzle pieces. Now imagine if you were uh, doing the thousand piece puzzle and you put, you have 999 puzzle pieces together and then you look in the box and then no more any other pieces. You're missing that one piece. That puzzle is incomplete. You can try your best, but no matter what, even if you just say, ah, I'm going I'm to try to ignore it, the puzzle remains incomplete. You see, without us connecting with each other, 
the picture is incomplete. But when we connect with each other, the picture becomes clearer and complete. And in the same way, when we connect with each other in community, what becomes evident is our faith and hope in Jesus. Jesus calls us to connect with him as we connect with each other. He desires for us to be in a community, to be a community that is built on genuine and authentic relationships because that's the kind of relationship that he desires for us and with us. John 1 verses 5 to 7 says this, this is the message that we've heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. Now, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. See, what I love about that is it's saying God is the light. And as we follow the light, we actually end up walking with the light. Have you, ever been, have you ever been in a dark place and you have a flashlight and you just put it down and you walk away from the flashlight? No, right? You don't do that. Because the moment you start walking away from the flashlight, you're starting to continue to walk in darkness. There's no light. You're walking away from the light. And that's what, that's what God is saying. He's saying, listen, in relationship with me, you're not walking in the light. But as we walk with others, Together, shining the light, the darkness starts to fade away. I don't know about you, but doesn't it seem like there's a lot of darkness in this world? And although Jesus is the light, can you imagine how more powerful the light would be if all of us together walked and connected with each other? You see, God doesn't just want us to have a genuine connection with him, but he also desires for us to have an authentic relationship with others, resulting in a Christ-centered community that brings the gospel to life. And the truth is that we can't take on the battles in our lives all on our own. We may think we can. We may think that, no, I'm going through a battle, I can go through it on my own, but, but the truth is we can't go through it on our own. And God's heart is that we shouldn't have to. Now, one of my favorite parts about uh, being a youth pastor was when we used to take our kids to uh, summer camp. And so we take about 50 to 60 youth, and we take them to Sp- uh, Spencer's Beach Park, which is on the other side of the island in Kauai High. And so uh, we take them, it'd be maybe a group of maybe 15 to 20 adults with a group of high schoolers and junior hires. Yes, we needed a lot of prayer during those times. And so, uh, but one of my favorite activities was when we do tug of war. Now we all know what tug of war is. It's the rope you put two people on, you put two groups on the side, and they pull and they try to pull each other to their side. And so I remember this one time. Uh, I was corrected after first service. So I remember this one time uh, because the kids are very competitive, and so are their adult leaders. Uh, we had it where we we had the high schoolers going against the junior hires. Now the high schoolers are huge. And the junior hires, you know how you know some junior hires, they look like they're still in elementary. And so so we had so we had the junior hires versus the high schoolers. And so we had them go on the lines. And so us adult leaders were kind of just watching and we're looking. And so I say, go. 
And so, of course, the rope starts to pull, and of course, the rope starts to pull in the favor of the high schoolers, because they're bigger, they're stronger. And so as this is happening, I see some of the other adult leaders are like, and all of a sudden, all the adult leaders jump onto the junior high side and start pulling the rope. And like the junior hires, they're just like hanging on the rope. And, and the, the, those are pulling in, and the high schoolers are trying, and all of a sudden, the junior hires win because the adult leaders jumped on their side. You see, in this tug of war that we call life, it's going to take a community to connect with each other as we face the battles. There's no way, there's no way that we can face the battles that we're facing in our lives, in our society, in this world, on our own. We need community. We need to connect with each other. Ecclesiastes says it like this in chapter 4, verses 9 to 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. See, God's idea for community is that we would connect with each other and when we do, we can experience the second thing, and it's this, that we care for one another. That as we connect with each other, we can care for one another. First John 4.11 and verse 12 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And I love that scripture. See, the heart of community is established by how we care for one another. See, God has invited us into a community of love and care by sending his son, Jesus, for us. And in the same way, he's called us to be that type of community for each other. A community that is moved to love and care for one another just as Jesus cares for us. I remember when the lockdown first happened, was, you know, we're in this season, and I remember, uh, <clears throat> you know, we all thought, we all heard what was happening, and then all of a sudden it hit home. And all of a sudden we went from being busy, being busy, being busy, doing things, going to school, work, school, work, life, all this and that, everything opened, all of a sudden, psst, nothing. Lockdown. And so I remember uh, when it happened, when they said, okay, we're going to lock down, I instantly cried because I have five kids. <laughs> me and my wife have five kids. And as soon as they said lockdown, I was like, you mean to tell me I can't go anywhere but home with five kids? And so I remember that first, the first couple weeks and the first couple months, it was really uh, hectic. And then they said, okay, we're not going to have them go to school. We're going to do school at home. And I was like, you kidding me? I have five kids. This is crazy. And I remember one day, uh, the kids were just driving us crazy. They were just driving me and my wife, Katie, crazy. And so I just remember uh, telling Katie, you know what, I'm going to take the older kids. We're going to go cruising. And she's like, where are you going to go? I was like, I'm just going to go take them cruising. We're just going to go ride around. 
And so I told our three older girls, our three oldest, our, our girls, Caitlin, Brianne, and Adrian, I told them, okay, let's go in the van. We're going to go drive around, and we're going to just cruise because mommy, mommy needs to relax. I need to relax. And if we drive around, we can, we can just cool down. So we drove. Uh, we, we drove around, and I cannot tell you how eerie it was. If you guys did that when we first locked down, do you remember how eerie it was? Like, nothing was happening. Like, Hilo was shut down. There was nobody out. It was like I was in an episode of The Walking Dead. I was like, is everybody, like, is, is everything okay? Like, I'm scared. <laughs> and so I remember uh, we're just driving around, and, and I was like, okay, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cool off. I'm trying to let out my, my irritation and frustration and just driving around with, my, with the older kids. And, and so finally, we, we find our way driving up Wainui Nui. Because I think the idea was I was going to take them to Rainbow Falls and just, you know, see beauty, see nature. Well, we're driving to up Wainui Avenue, and all of a sudden, I remembered a video that I saw on social media. It was a video of uh, a guy on the mainland standing in front of a hospital, and he's singing worship music. He's praying for the healthcare workers. And I don't know, I, I was like, that video came out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know why it came out at that moment. But all of a sudden, I found me driving my three oldest girls up Wainui Nui, and we parked in the hospital parking lot. And my, girls, my kids were like, Dad, what are we doing? Like, why are we here? And of course, we see the big sign, the big light-up sign saying, COVID testing and all this and, and all this. And they know what's happening. They, didn't, they weren't dumb. They knew why they weren't going to school. They knew it wasn't a vacation. They knew there was a pandemic happening. And just like many of us, we were hearing the details that didn't sound that great. And so my oldest daughter was like, Dad, why are we here? Like, like we shouldn't be here. This is where people that have the disease are here. And so I, so I, I told them, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to park right here. And I want you guys to do something with daddy. I want you guys to bow your heads and we're going to pray for the healthcare workers. We're going to pray for the doctors, the nurses, the technicians. We're going to pray for the patients. We're going to pray for all of these people that are here that are being impacted. And I told them, nobody has to know. It's not that we're going to, hide, we're not, we're going to post it. Hey, look, we're praying. No, I told them, listen, we're going to just do it. Nobody has to do it. I didn't, I didn't even tell Katie until like just the other day. I told her, let's just pray for them. And so I, we, I prayed, and I said amen. The girl said amen. <clears throat> and, and Caitlin, my oldest daughter, said, Dad, why did, why did we do that? Why did you pray for them? And I told him, because although in this season we can't really do much, this is the least we can do. I told him, when you care for other people, it can seem very small, but have the biggest impact. See, as a community, when we care for each other, it has the biggest impact. 1 Peter 3.8 says it like this, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. See, what we're seeing in the world today, in society, is a world in desperate need of God's love. Don't you agree? Instead of caring for one another, we're witnessing an increase in people being busy in their own agendas, their own personal views, and their own causes. That's not being a community. That's being a crowd. 
See, crowds are individuals who want what's best for them, not caring about others. Crowds just make noise, but communities speak. John 15, 12 to 13, and I love it because this is before Jesus, this is before Jesus gets betrayed, this is before Jesus gets abandoned, this is before Jesus goes to the cross, this is before Jesus gets resurrected. He says this to his disciples, his community. He says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. See, the greatest impact that a community makes is when it speaks and moves in love. Not for itself, but for one another. See, that's what Jesus did for us on the cross, and that's what he commands us to do. To love each other the same way he has loved us. And when a community cares for one another, loving like Jesus loves, it has the power to impact lives. Now, some of you know, I've shared this before, um, and some of you may not know, but in January of this year, I lost my mom. My mom passed away. She suffered a pretty devastating stroke, and she passed away. And the thing is, for all my life, it was just me and my mom. For, all, for most of my life, it was just me and my mom. My dad died before I was born, and so it was just me and my mom. For all my life, it was just mostly me and my mom. And so when my mom died, it, I'm not going to lie to you, it wasn't a small little thing. Yeah, I, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I have faith. But it was a big thing. It, it rocked me. It shook me to my core. It still is, to be, if I can be honest. I'm still struggling. I still have moments that I'm, I find myself grieving and in pain and in hurt. And I remember uh, when my mom passed, I was just devastated. And so I took some time off and I spent it with family. And I, had, uh, I just remember in that moment, I was really broken. And again, I still have broken pieces. And as the weeks went by and we had the funeral, I thought I was doing good. I thought I was doing okay. But then I started to fully be... Uh, I started to really feel the weight of it. And so, although, yeah, I have faith in Jesus, I love Jesus, I know, he, I know who he is, I found myself at a place where I told the Lord, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I love you, Lord. I love your people, but I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can be here anymore. And so I told the Lord, I'm going to pray about it, and, but I'm almost certain, Lord, I'm going to resign. I'm, I'm going to resign my position as a pastor, as a staff person. I'm still, not going, to, I'm still going to come to church because, again, I love you and I believe in you, but right now I'm just going through a lot. And as, as the time was going, I really felt like I was very, very certain that I was going to call Pastor Sheldon and say, I love you, I'm sorry, I resign. But what's so amazing is that in that season, God showed me that I was part of a community. I had people who would text me and say, how are you doing? Hey, we love you, let us know if you need anything. And these weren't family members. I had family members that were doing that, and that was great. But I had other people sending me texts. I was like, how did you get my number? 
I had people uh, emailing me saying, hey, Ben, we, we love you and all that. I had people who sent support and they were part of this community. They're part of our church. And so for those of you who did that, I don't know if I ever got a chance to, but thank you. Because you saved my life. Because you showed me what it looks like when a community cares just the way that Jesus would. I remember my, my mom's funeral had people from church. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing here? Like, I was like, why are, you, why are you here at my mom's funeral? And they looked at me and they said, for you. And, and what I realized was that's the community that God is calling us to be. A community that genuinely cares for one another. That we're not always going to agree and we're not going to always like each other. But we can care for each other, especially when it means the most. See, what I realize is this, when a community cares, it has the power to save lives. And after we care for each other, after we connect and after we care for each other, the last thing is this, that we can create together. Create together. First Thessalonians 5.11, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Community is life-giving. That's where we get to build each other up. When we live in community with one another, we get to create life together. And because we live in community with Jesus, we get to experience life to the fullest. I remember before I came to know Jesus, and I was like, my friends would invite me, hey, you got to come to church, hey, you, gotta, hey, you, know, you, should, you should believe in Jesus. And I was like, I don't want that. Because you know what that means? I'm going to have to follow a, a set of rules, and I don't want my life to be boring. I remember telling people that, like, I don't want to live a boring life. And the thing was, I was actually a good kid, but I wanted to rebel. Like, I wanted to be a rebel. I wanted to do all the bad stuff. I, I remember trying my best to get into all the bad stuff, but in the end, God had different plans. And so I remember coming to know Jesus, thinking, okay, my life is over. I'm not going to have any fun. Can I tell you this? I've experienced way more fun as a Christian than I have before I was a Christian. Like, I re I've experienced more of a life as following Jesus that I would have never had not following him. I mean, I went parasailing. <laughs> Only Jesus would tell a company, hey, this big boy can go on a parasail. I mean, I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed, we got to go with our youth ministry, we got to take some of the youth, and I was there, and I was, I was going, yeah! I was like, wow, I'm flying! And the guy's like, hey, don't fall. I'm like, hey, don't talk about that kind of stuff. I remember uh, it was because of being in ministry and serving the Lord that I got to go to the mainland for the first time. I'd never been in the main, to the mainland. I, I got to go to California and go to Disneyland, all because I was following Jesus. All because I was surrounded by people in, that were following Jesus, that we were pursuing Jesus together. I've seen miracles take place. Like, things that I have no idea. I can, I, like, here's my great, this is the best part, okay? That when we get to create life together, you're actually part of the story. You know how many times I used to hear people tell, tell stories of their lives? When I was a kid, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I went, no, no, no. There's nobody telling me stories. I get to be part of the story. And so do we all together. 
We all get to experience life together. We all get to do life together. I mean, the truth is, as a Christian, as, as me following Jesus led me to my wife. And now, we get the most exciting part. We get to raise five kids. Trust me, I'm going to need Jesus. And trust me, I'm going to need a community. See, as we all pursue Jesus together as a community, we get to do life together and we get to see what God's going to do. You see, even though some people that have been part of my community have moved away or even passed on, they still had a profound impact on the life I've had as we together pursue Jesus. And perhaps the greatest part of being part of God's idea of community is being able to do life together. Community brings out the best version of ourselves as we experience life through the ups and downs together. And when we come together as a community for God, we are empowered to move his kingdom here on earth. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers, meaning a community of believers, were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. See, I love the fact that the disciples and other people are in this house together, they're fellowshipping, and all of a sudden, what happens? The Holy Spirit shows up and he empowers each and every single one of them to do great and mighty things together. See, when we come together as a community, that's when God says, hey, I'm going to empower you to now go forward and move my kingdom. I mean, think about it. This is what takes place after the day of Pentecost. That community of believers went out and lived life with purpose and intentionality with and for one another. Together, in community with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they, co- they created an eternal movement that you and I are a part of. I mean, over 2,000 years after Christ died and was resurrected, we are still reminded that we have hope, that God is faithful, that he loves us, and that he's still inviting us to be in a relationship with him as well as with each other. Man, when the community for God comes together and creates, tell me there's nothing that we can't do because of him. I remember during the pandemic, uh, social media went through the roof because that was a way that we could, we could connect and communicate with each other. And so one of the apps that got big was this app called TikTok. And so TikTok is this video, uh, is an app where you see short videos. Some of you guys know it. And so, you know, there's people doing dances and all these things and, uh, you know, all kinds, all kinds of stuff. And so I, I, I was like, I didn't have TikTok really. I would maybe go on it once in a while. My wife, Katie, sends me like a billion videos every day. And so, so I remember going on it and I was scrolling one day and I was like, oh, that's, really, that's cool, you know, dance, okay, that's some fun stuff. And then all of a sudden, I scroll and there's a video and there's a guy sharing his testimony about Jesus. Only one minute. 
I was like, man, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. In the midst of all these dancing videos and cooking videos and video videos, it was a testimony. And I, stopped, I kept scrolling. <laughs> One of my favorite ones back then was where uh, you'd scroll and this guy would run up, wait, 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 before you stop, be, stop scrolling, stop scrolling. Oh, let me pray for you. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. I have no idea who this guy is. But I look at how many likes he has and how many followers he has and, and the fact that he's reaching people by praying for them on this app. I was just thinking, man, the community of believers is gonna continue to grow because as a community for God, we create. When the lockdown happened, church had to close its doors. But because of the community of believers, although the doors of the church was closed, the church was still alive. And as we moved to online church, it was amazing because we were able to create a community online worldwide. We had people from, I believe, Dubai watching our church in Hilo. Watching. We had people from all over, from other states in America and even other countries being a part of the community here because we're one community. We're God's community. See, it's such an amazing thing when we come together and we create life. We do life with one another. You see, we live in the era of the influencers. And this is the exact period in our society that we have the most opportunities to be influential for God's kingdom. Not by having huge rallies, or events that reach the masses. And I'm not saying that's bad. But we also have the opportunity to start by being a, a community. Being a community of believers that live and do life together. I mean, what more does the world need right now than to be influenced by God's idea of community? One that connects with others, cares for one another, and creates together. Hebrews 10, 24 let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Now here's a quote from one of my favorite movies that kind of relates to community. And let me see if you can guess what movie this is. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more so that when they needed us the most, we could fight the battles they never could. Dun, 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 dun. If you don't know, that's the Avengers. Can I say this to you this morning? You and I are remarkable people. You are, remar are remarkable people. In fact, if you're sitting next to someone, let them know that right now, that you are remarkable. If there's not someone next to you, if there's someone kind of far, just kind of yell it. It's okay. We're all wearing masks. Now turn to the next person and say, you are remarkable too. Okay, now before our heads get big, because now we are called remarkable, <laughs> can I say this to you? You and I are remarkable because God created us that way. But we're also meant for so much more. We were made for community to be in relationship with God and with others. And so that's where it starts. As we pursue Jesus, he reveals his community to connect with, to care and be cared for, 
and to create. We can't live this life on our own. And we shouldn't let people live their lives on their own. Jesus came to give us life and life to the fullest. We need community. We also need to be community. Because community is God's idea. And all that's left to do is assemble. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you desire a relationship with us. And that's why you sent your son. You sent your son so that we could be in community with you. And so, Lord, right now, if there's anyone here that maybe they're saying that I feel all alone. I'm all by myself. Lord, would you remind them right now that you're with them? And if they would receive you, Lord, there will never be a time where they don't have you. And if there's anyone here, whether in person or even online, if you want to receive Jesus Christ today, if you want to be in community with him, would you just repeat after me and you just say with all your heart, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again to give me eternal life. I receive you so that I can be part of your community because you love me. You never leave me. Continue to change my life and make it so much more. I love you. I repent for my sins and I turn to you in Jesus' name. And if there's, anyone here, if there's anyone here and you've said that prayer, with everybody's eyes closed, would you just raise your hand so I can just pray for you? And even if you're online, if you said that prayer, you can go ahead and write that in the chat. And say, I receive Jesus. I see you over here, Lord. I see you over here. I see you over there. Lord, we thank you so much. You can go ahead and put your hands on. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've called us to be in community with you, Lord. And so, Lord, from this moment on, would you help us to be in community with each other? Help us to connect with each other. Help us to care for one another. Help us to create life together. I pray, Lord, for, for many of us who receive you, Lord, that Lord, help us to be your expression and your extension into this world. That together with your light, there shall be no more darkness because we shine together. And so, Lord, continue to do great things, Lord. We look forward to what you're going to do in our community because we are your community. We love you, Lord, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Amen. Can, can, can you help me congratulate those who have received Jesus Christ and now they're part of this community too? That's right. And if you said that for the first time today, I just want to let you know, in our fellowship hall, we do have our yes table where you can uh, pick up a free Bible to help you continue to grow as you are part of this community that is God's idea. Well, thank you guys for so much for joining us. Have a great day. Don't forget to be the community because community is God's idea. We'll see you guys next week, Sunday, 7, 8, 30, and 10, or we'll see you Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. God bless everybody. Take care and aloha.